Should I just say hello? I guess, yeah. Okay, hello everybody. It's it's me, Eric. And also me, Nick. Whoa. But we're not in the same room. In fact, no, we're, we're not, not even in the same state, nor are we in the same time zone. Nope. I'm in Colorado. This is pretty sweet. This is the future right here. Don't say that. <laughs> it, is, it is not. This is how Joe Rogan is going to record his podcast once he moves to Texas. He's just going to use Anchor. <laughs> and then upload to Spotify and make $100 million. <coughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so welcome back to a, a, once a, a new episode of the Nick and Rick podcast. Yep. This is going to be episode 13. This is going to be part three of the series that started off being called, I, I label it like this on Instagram. The importance of knowing and defending the faith, but this one's about relativism. Yeah, more or less, it's going to start off being about relativism, and then we'll see where it goes. Yeah, we never know where these podcasts are going to go. <laughs> we kind of just wing it. Just mm-hmm. kidding. We plan it out, and then we wing it. So yeah, uh, just uh, to keep it casual before we get into, the, into the, the deep sauce of relativism and why it's wrong and how it's destroying society. So like, like I mentioned earlier, I'm still in Colorado doing grad school, and Nick is in California, the great state of California. Yep. Greatest doing... state in the union. And you're going to stay there too, right? Yeah, I'm the same. So Can we reveal where you're going to be moving? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be, uh, be moving to uh, San Francisco. Technically, San Bruno, up in the Bay Area. The... Uh, oh. Territory of uh, my sworn rivals, the the San Francisco Giants. I'm a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. <laughs> I was thinking about that actually. <laughs> I'm like, you're surrounded by black and orange, and then there's just you and your blue and your white. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm gonna have to be very careful of where I wear it. So, there's a history of violence between our two teams, <laughs> mostly done on the field. Settled through home runs and stuff, but oh man, what a place! Yeah, fun fact: I was born in San Francisco, San Francisco proper, not no San Mateo or anything like that. The city of San Francisco. Nice dog you got there. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, the city of San Francisco. It's not my dog. (laughs) So that's really cool to hear. Really good news. San Francisco needs it. So pray for Nick and pray for San Francisco. Pray for the culture (laughs) project. Yeah, them too. They're gonna need it for sure. That's why I'm going to San Francisco for those of you who do not know and listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. We didn't Check even mention them out. We're just like so hype about California and stuff that <laughs> yeah, it's for the culture project. So. This is so great. <laughs> yeah. You're not if you listen to this podcast and you've never heard of the culture project, go to thecultureproject.org. You will see our mission. We're a Catholic organization with missionary speakers going to high schools and various dioceses in the United States to tell them why chastity is such an awesome virtue. <laughs> help them to live out their human dignity yeah live out life to the fullest right yep boom which is good so yeah go well, now that the has been established i will also say that all of the views expressed on this podcast are the views of me individually and do not reflect the views of the culture project as a whole oh, except for those that are the official teachings of the roman catholic yeah. church in which case those are shared with the culture project. <laughs> that's actually, no, that's a great segue into what we're talking about. So like, with the past two, uh, the past two episodes, the one that's been released, 
about like the, the importance of knowing the faith. We talked about man, that was a while ago. It was almost it was almost a month ago. In fact, it's the twenty fourth. It's been been about like a month since you left. Um, oof, what were we? What were we on? We were on um, this like yeah. How everyone's just been like Catholics in particular are like accepting the idea of tolerance and how the, we also focus, I think, a lot on like how um, it's important to know your faith and actually live it out. And the importance of that, both like doctrinally and spiritually, like in your relationship with Jesus, like why is that an important thing? And it's not just like some patriarchal thing from the Middle Ages, but, yep. uh, you know, yeah. So, and our good friend Trevor brought up towards the end how, in so many words, how like how relativism is such a contrast to that or how it's like the, the opposing uh, at least right now in today's society, I think the opposing like force to yeah. truth, I guess you could say in society, in life. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a, uh, it's an ideology that has, uh, I think even to some extent pervaded everyone's life or in some way, shape or form kind of, uh, yeah, I'm sure that everyone has had uh, some run-in with it, even with themselves personally, finding themselves falling into it in a bit, but yeah, we're kind of going to take mm-hmm. this take this podcast as an opportunity to touch on it and why it is uh, directly contrary to our Catholic faith. Um, yeah, Marino. Yeah, don't expect... Uh, Anything too crazy from us, you know, if you kind of <laughs> stuff, go listen to Catholic Answers. Go listen to Trent Ford. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Oh, that reminds but me. I just we, don't advertise, we don't advertise our podcast to be anything more than it is, which is just, you know, two young Catholics talking about their faith. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But you mentioned, so you're like saying go look up like Trent Horn or, or something like that or Catholic Answers, right? Mm-hmm. For like the more like theological, like. I guess take on like why relativism is wrong. I guess we'll do like a brief thing because you, you need to, but you know, yeah, like you said, it's just like an overall our lay person's perspective. But it also reminded me of I think Edward Shree wrote or Shree wrote a really good book about like relativism, and I read it on a plane once coming back from I can't remember where. Okay, it's called Who Am I to Judge, and it's a really good book about relativism. And I recommend like if you want to know more about like yeah, relativism from a more doctrinal but still easy to understand and good perspective that's a pretty good book to read but yeah so I'll, I'll go to speaking of catholic answers i'll go to i won't go to catholic answers i'll go to this like wikipedia for catholics i don't know what it's called new advent that's what it's called oh yeah and just read the definition i know it has this nice like medieval font looking thing but anyway <laughs> it says so just, re- just start with nice dog i'll say it every time i hear it I just could not not to like hate on your you're, you're sitting outside right yeah, I'm outside of my backyard because it's the only That's quiet awesome. space. I guess it's the only only place I can go right now without disturbing the rest of my family. Nice, I get it. I'm in my room on the third level of an apartment building, and it's super hot, but I can't do oh. nothing about it. Indeed. So anyway, relativism is any doctrine which denies universally or in regard to some restricted sphere of being, so like I guess on a certain topic or whatever, the existence of absolute values. Uh, so yeah. And that may be termed relativism. So, like any anything that denies uh, the existence of an absolute value, uh, that's what that's what relativism is. And I think we definitely do see that 
and it, and it could be in any realm is what is what this definition says and so i think we definitely see that in like well we see that everywhere except for probably hardly to like the science realm the science realm is like something where it's like my brother was talking about this he's like i really like science because like no one can tell you that's something that's something otherwise like it is what it is two plus two is four that <laughs> organism is that organism that's how dna works and you can't change it you know that rock is that type of rock you know stuff like that <clears throat> but you know even still i guess it's not really relativism it's more like corruption in like research in the research world you can make data say whatever you want it to say yeah and so and that's i guess some type of not relativism but it's just like a dishonesty with the truth i guess um, but anyway, back to relativism. I think the place we see it most today is culturally when people want to do something immoral. <laughs> you know True. what I'm saying? Yeah. Or yeah. that, or they don't want to, they don't want to uh, shame someone, or they don't want to like take a stance on something. Then they'll yeah. cite relativism. They don't want to so. oppose someone's <laughs> stance, yeah, or someone's mm-hmm. viewpoint, or even someone's experience. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think that's that's a very really interesting Is that like, oh, if someone has had this experience, you can't deny it. Mm-hmm. You know? Even mm-hmm. if it's even if it's like uh, an exception to the rule, you know. Yeah, but, could you elaborate on that one? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think a, in a lot of the ways we see it, um, it's just kind of in societal issues. We're just like. Um, no one wants to take an objective stance on something because mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, oh, but I know this one person who experienced this this way. So then it has mm-hmm. to be true. Even if, mm-hmm. even if a million other people have had experiences that said otherwise, like mm-hmm. that one exception, I guess, I guess part, part of the problem with that um, of, of, of kind of recognizing you know, someone's, experience individually as an objective truth even though it's mm-hmm. not necessarily so is that uh i think that I mean, so the, the problem with that is that uh it doesn't recognize the the flaws and especially when it's like interpersonal like between you know between persons like you have let's say for example you have one person has one bad experience at a restaurant Mm-hmm. a hundred other people had a really good experience and that one that one person is going to say in an objective way even though it's subjective that oh, that yeah. restaurant is terrible and it goes in around that that restaurant is bad and yeah it reflects on that restaurant even though mm-hmm. you know, the other hundred people had a really good experience it's going to be taken as if objectively this restaurant is a bad restaurant and mm-hmm. yeah the problem with that is that it doesn't and I guess in a deeper theological way, mm. it doesn't account for the fact that humans mess up. It doesn't even take into account our own humanity. Oh, but, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. Because I think in an academic setting, like in a lecture, you'll hear like, because I think I did, I remember hearing this uh, for in community college for uh, environmental ethics. It was, it wasn't, he wasn't advocating for it or against it. He was just giving the example. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, you know, so, and I think you will hear this a lot too before if you try to have this conversation with somebody. Um, like, you know, there's like this one, like, I don't know, like prehistoric culture, like living in like the Amazon rainforest, right? Yeah. And 
in this one by the in this one like tribe or whatever um they believe that like i don't know like you have to sacrifice your firstborn kid or whatever in order to like i don't know why for some cultural reason and they think that's good right mm -hmm. so like are they committing are, is is that is that true and good i think because behind all this truth stuff like behind relativism denying the truth it's to justify in, like, in today's day and age it's to justify evil and it's to say that this evil is good because they see it as good like oh she she's commit she's having this abortion because x y and z and because these reasons and because of her upbringing because of whatever bad thing that's happened to her or hasn't therefore it's good you know and yeah. like you can't say otherwise or you know whatever yeah um and so but you brought up a good point by saying like just because about about our fallen human nature like so just because even if like you even if the woman has all these to her justifiable reasons to have an abortion or even if like you know the prehistoric culture that does like some atro atrocious evil like sacrificing the child or you know ripping the heart out to the sun god or whatever um and they think it's right and they can justify it in their cultural lens and they think it's good in their cultural lens because of the human fallen nature it still isn't good and yeah <laughs> um it's yeah. interesting i don't have like your face to look at just like i know <laughs> I'm like, is he gonna say something or not but it's fine um so yeah i think mm. yeah you just hit a good point about how even if like everyone around us thinks that this is a good thing or even if our culture and we're raised up we were brought up to think in our culture that doing x y and z is a good thing or at least a permissible thing doesn't necessarily mean that's true because we know for a fact by our own personal experience and just by like i don't know reason i guess you could say oh, there's a word for it but it's i can't think of it right now there's like empiricism and then the other one yeah like the experience the experience or the experiment and then there's the other one where it's like you you know by like thinking it out but anyway so either by either of those you know like the human is a fallen being and therefore imperfect yeah exactly it makes me think of that quote from from Bishop Fulton Sheen, where he says, Ron is wrong, even if everybody is wrong, right is right, even if nobody is right. Mm -hmm. Like something that we hold very strongly in our Catholic faith. Um, especially because, you know, as Catholics, we profess our faith as the one true faith mm -hmm. and our church as the one true church, which is an objective truth. God is an objective truth. God mm -hmm. only works through, God doesn't need human beings to justify himself mm -hmm, exactly that's the thing i think a lot of people get stuck off i don't want to like cut you off but this is important um the we we in our minds in society we separate like religion and we separate and like theology and metaphysics in one in one box and then we put like science and like hard truths in another box and we say totally and we say they're totally separate but yeah exactly they're technically they're, i guess they're reality, not, not the same but they're not separate yeah, they're not separate. They're made, they're in the same box, I guess you could say, in, in terms of like, they are both created by God. And we always yeah. forget, we need to start looking at the world in that lens again, as like, both science and both theology and metaphysics. And you know, what's good and what's bad in that way is they work together in such a, in they're like, well, that's like this, like threads of the same uh, cloth or whatever. And it's yeah. made by the same person. So yeah, anyway, yeah. Science and reason, science and reason go hand in hand, mm -hmm. and people try and separate it, and that's like one of the things of relativism, mm -hmm. trying to separate the two, or I guess like science and faith, even, you know, 
they think that faith is just this intangible thing, but mm-hmm. you know, science is supposed to explain our faith. Like science, science is, gives us the tangibles of our faith in a way. Science gives us the tangibles of our faith. You know, we can we can show tangibly through science through the scientific process oh, those okay. things which God has created and had God mm-hmm. has instilled in His creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think of truths of the universe. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, before we get like <laughs> on that, <laughs> that yeah. topic, you know, I guess. Yeah, getting getting back to the main point though, um, yeah, like part of being Catholic is understanding that 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 there is objective truth, mm-hmm. and that is fundamental to our faith. And that's because, okay. Yeah, and that's okay. It's okay for you, and it's okay for your friends that disagree with the Catholic faith. It's one of those things though that like causes that constant clash like one of the one of the reasons why the catholic church always faces backlash mm-hmm. is because throughout throughout the ages you know societies change cultures change mm-hmm. and throughout the ages the catholic church is always the same objectively the same you know jesus christ is the same yesterday today same, forever. forever amen and that's always going to clash with the world. That's always going to clash with fallen human nature. And especially when in our humanity, we fall so far away from God that we can't even recognize objective truth. Mm -hmm. Though we fall so, so far away from God, our pride is so inflated that we hold up every human experience as as an equal thing. When it's or as a good as a good and equal thing, and I'm not denying like yeah. the value of human experience, even the value of bad human experience, just to keep it broad. Like there's still value in it, but that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily that doesn't make it good. That doesn't mean it should have happened technically. Yeah, and it's not like going that. to be the value that you that you think it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It should always be, you know, bad human experiences. The value in that should always be that it brings you back to God. Yeah, the true value of like a bad of a sinful experience, so just to bring it to that level, is. Is in, is in the redemption of Jesus Christ. It's exactly. like, what is it? Uh, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more type of thing. Yeah. But it's only exactly. in, in the redemption of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, so. You're going to say. Oh, I was going to say. Um, yeah. And, and with that, like. Believing that, you know, the, the, the whole point of relativism is that every truth is subjective truth is subjective truth is never objective and therefore one cannot impose their their what they hold as truth on another mm-hmm. and yeah. there's there's two big problems with that one it denies objective truth which yep. automatically makes it contrary to the catholic faith because the catholic faith is built on objective truth and sure this might be a very cold straightforward logical way of going about things but sometimes that's required in our faith yeah like our our faith our faith is not based on emotions because if it was then uh we could do whatever we feel (laughs) we wouldn't be catholic (laughs) you know if 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 you want an example 
of faith being based on emotions, go talk to any of the other 60,000 Christian denominations that exist. Oof. So, wow, that was a call. Oof. <laughs> uh, yes, I love you. You're all my brothers and sisters in Christ. Man. Same time. That kind if, of causes division. There has to be a logical reason forward uh, argument and there has to be an objective truth. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's no room for authority. Uh, there's no room for right or wrong. On, if you don't have no a order, order. There's, no there's no ethics, there's no order. There's no moral order. There's no um, authoritative order, which biblically is laid out uh, in, mm-hmm. in the organization of the church. Um, you, yeah, if there's, if there's no moral, if there's no moral order, then there is no Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Then, there's no, there's no goodness. If there's no moral order, if there's no, like, there's no good, there's no evil because everything is true. And that's so funny about it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Then everything's, everything is, it, it's, it's not, it's not the whim, but it allows the whim or it allows the desire to run to run to run free, and it yeah. it lets the desire take dominance once again over the mind and the and the the conscience. I guess you would say yeah, it's a good way. Like when you watch superhero movies, mm-hmm. the the hero and the villain are having, you know, they're having their like big battle and they're having yeah. dialogue in between, and the villain says, you know. To the hero, he says, you know, you and I, we aren't too different when you think about it. <laughs> you know, trying to break down that that line between what is actually good and what is actually evil. Mm-hmm. No, that happens so much in today's society. It's like, well, um, well, you know, because it's like, oh, they, they support, you know, the good person, too. Or they're looking out for they're looking out for the greater good of society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, whatever. And it's, <laughs> it's, that's, a, that's a big you, you brought up a good point the devil will try to make himself sound good and evil will try to make himself sound like they actually care like it's a compassionate thing but it's not it's just yeah. lies and i think that's that's happening a lot in today's society you, you brought up a whole bunch of good stuff my goodness <laughs> oh man but yeah but when you when you continue down this path though of this subjective truth um, which I think is encapsulated by kind of what's become the offhand catchphrase of, ah, oh, but that's your truth, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like that's their truth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all it really does is serve the ego, serves itself on a mm-hmm. personal level. Uh, mm-hmm. Like on a personal level, all it does is encourage your ego, encourage your pride to take over and think that you're the center of everything. Mm-hmm. And this is acceptable because it's my truth. Well, where do we, where, like, in what situation? But, and that's has... the thing is that, is that's the thing is that like they keep re they they keep having to redraw the line because, and oh. and therefore instilling a moral you know, instilling an objective truth because well, I mean mm-hmm. we, see it, we see it all over like oh you know they'll they'll go about saying that you know there's no objective truth. That you can't impose this on someone like just because you think this is true doesn't mean that it's true for someone else. Therefore, you can't mm-hmm. impose it. But then something comes up, and there's numerous things. There's numerous examples we can find, especially in 
our culture here in the United States and in our mm-hmm. politics and our society, you know, mm-hmm. people will be all about it. Oh yeah. Let people do whatever they want because there's no moral order, whatever shoots you. But as soon as you find something that someone disagrees with and thinks that has to be objective, they draw. And then, then therefore in itself, and that's, that's the, the second problem. So I'd say like the first problem of relativism is the fact that it denies objective truth. Mm-hmm. which is yeah. just like completely contrary to everything we stand for as Catholics. The yeah. second problem is that it's hypocritical. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, no. a huge problem in itself is that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything, everything's subjective until you find something that you disagree with and then bam, all of a sudden it's objective. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. That's the, that's the, that's the thing. I was and just so, a video about that. It's something I think that shows that like objective truth has to exist because even people who believe in subjective truth will always find a way to impose some sort of objective truth. Objective truth. Mm-hmm. Which knows, it's so weird. There is a moral order. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Even if it's cute, even if it's... Yeah, because um, it's like by our nature, we're just, we're just always turning to uh, an objective reality. Yeah, because even of how we were created. We are created yes. within an objective reality. Mm-hmm. Mm, spicy. <laughs> No, it's true. Yeah, so I was watching a Catholic Answers video a, a couple days ago, just prepping for this, and they pretty much just said what you said, because, you know, the phrase is, the phrase is, uh, relativism is true. First of all, that statement in itself can't be, and they're like, this is the object of truth, that relativism is true, which, like, that statement can't hold, it's like building on sand, it can't hold on itself, because to say that relativism is true, and that's an object of truth, it's it's a self defeating. It's like dividing by zero is pretty much what it's doing. Mm-hmm. It can't it can't do that. And then yeah. like you said too, like for the um, the more personal or the the person uses like say no, that's like you said, it's, that's my truth. And so relativism is true, and therefore I believe that it's okay to abort someone after twenty weeks or something like that. And yeah. so you, you use sub you use a divide by zero situation. You use this thing that can't even stand on on itself to begin with to come to the conclusion for your. And, and for yourself in a universal lens too, for that matter, that you, you know, it, there's, there's this, there's this objective truth that you derive from something that literally can't even understand on itself. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> if this could be expressed mathematically, you would see how much of a mess this is and how like, impossible <laughs> it actually is. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an engineer and I see things this way. Oopsie doopsie. Um, but yeah, and I think when you said um you know how people say like oh this is my truth right like you know you're having a conversation with someone you're doing yeah. whatever and then you talk about something important like abortion or partying or what i don't know i don't care but um and then they'll be like oh but that's their that's their truth or that's but that's my truth or, that's your truth which is funny for multiple reasons it's because it's like when does that phrase come up what, what are they trying to justify you know what i'm saying yep they're trying to justify themselves and yeah exactly asking. And I think that's another danger of relativism is that it's just it, it's it's inherent to itself as an ideology that it is purely based on the ego and in the the service of self. Mm-hmm. Because if it wasn't, then you wouldn't have to justify what you were doing um, in such. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, it, like you wouldn't have to justify 
doing something that is objectively wrong mm-hmm. uh, in a way yeah, to try and exactly. convince others that it's okay what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that can range on a spectrum from very, very small, you know, I'd say morally lesser evils to morally great evils. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So funny. Either way, both of you. I have, I, have a, I have an interesting example for that, if I may. Go for it. Uh, okay, cool. It's kind of, I don't know, because I was just thinking in my mind, it's a fictional thing. But, you know, it's like, I'm going to go, like, the, the, the argument is, is, I'm going to go to this party and hook up with somebody. And it's fine because, you know, everyone at the party, there's like implied consent. And I'm going to ask her if it's okay first. And so it's consensual. And so therefore it's good. Right. And like, yeah. sure. You may, be- you may believe that sex outside of marriage and hooking up is bad. Right. But that's your truth. And I, that, that, like, that's something like I can imagine that that argument probably has been, that's, that's been said before, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. And so, and so like, how is that, how is that, how is that false though? You know? And I think it's false because, um, Sure. Even if even if there is consent, that doesn't make it a good thing because you're denying the human dignity of the person and of yourself. Exactly. You were you were distilling the other person down to an object of use, mm-hmm. and which that's where that, yeah, which through that destroys their dignity. Because you know, I feel like as a Catholic, if, if that person exists and I had that conversation, they say like, "Oh, but you know, that's you don't believe in having sex like that because of your religious beliefs, right?" And yeah. it's like. Partially true, but also it's just an objective truth. And the fact of the yeah. matter is that every person beliefs are built upon this ability. Truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and it's just, I think that's that's also why to tie to tie back into the first episode of this three part thing, why we need to know about our Catholic faith, because you know those those arguments do happen, or those not arguments, those conversations do happen, where it's like someone's saying, "I believe this, and this is fine," because you know there's consent, right, and everything seems fine, and everyone's agreed to it, so it's good, right? No, yeah. and but but why? Because I think we as Catholics we know like that's bad, right, and we're taught like, oh, you know, hooking up's bad, yeah, but but why, you know? And it's because of the human the human dignity of the person, and that's just something that's outside of the Catholic church is like everyone has that human dignity. Everyone's made in the image likeness of God. And, you know, even outside of the image likeness of God, everyone has that, um, that extreme value of, of being a human and being a person. Yeah, so. exactly. Or I guess even like more pertinently with a kind of very uh, relevant example to what's happening right now, like, you know, in, in, in Catholic circles at the moment with the election coming up, you know, the, the question, the question is being thrown around, like, as Catholics, what do we vote upon, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, as Catholics, we are pro-life, yes, from conception until natural death, yep. and we need to make sure that the dignity of human life is being held up uh, at all parts, um, mm-hmm. but where I, where I see kind of a relativistic theme being placed is that a lot of people right now are, and 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 some some of them because they are legitimately trying to pull others away from an objective truth, but others just because they kind of have been misguided by it. Um, mm-hmm. What's happening is that the 
the reason why a lot of Catholics are taking abortion mm-hmm. as a single issue voting thing right now mm-hmm. is because objectively speaking, if you cannot, if we cannot as a society uphold life at its very mm-hmm. inception at its most vulnerable point, how are we supposed to do so as a society throughout the rest of it? No, I, that's a great point because I, and yeah, that is, that you. is an objective truth, but there's kind of a, a relativism, you know, I I'd say a form of relativism mm-hmm. going around of, of trying to question that as uh Oh, but yeah, you're, you're Catholic. You shouldn't be single issue right now. Like we're supposed to uphold life at all points. Yeah, it's true. But this is objectively the most important thing right now mm-hmm. because of that reason. And I think, and so that, two things. And it's a challenging thing. It's a hard thing. And I know that there are a lot of people who, you know, ha- find themselves in their life having been pulled towards certain aspects of human dignity where they've felt called to fight for it and champion it. You know, be it serving the poor, be it serving the elderly, be it standing against the death penalty, things like that. Mm-hmm. But objectively speaking right now, this is the most important issue of our time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. No, and, exactly. And, and, and why is it the most important, though? And I, I posted this on my personal Facebook like a week ago. And I said, um, the uh, let me look it up. Oh, my gosh. I can't even remember what I wrote. Well, but it, it's very like it's pretty much what you're saying. It's uh there we go. Okay. Without the right to life, there is no quality of life. And so, and I think that goes to what you're saying, because it's like, you know, like you said, it's like, you know, the unborn child is in the most vulnerable, vulnerable state, right? Yep. And why is that? Why is that so valuable? And it's so valuable because it's literally like, and that's the thing though, is that you can't kill anybody, whether they're unborn or whether they're six years old or whether it's 20 or whether they're 40 or whether they're 80 or whether they're hundred, because without the right to life, there is no quality of life. Cause you know, I think um, people are saying like, oh yeah, sure. You know, abortion is an important topic, but you know, we need to focus on other issues and we can't just be one, a single issue person right? or a single issue voter. And I don't even think that most of the people who are uh, voting with the primary putting Pope for life as the primary reason to vote for candidate X or Y or Z or whatever are single issue people for the most part. I don't, I don't think they are. I think they've realized that when you're looking at the other issues, whether it's immigration or racism or whatever, they're, they're not just like caught up with a feeling of compassion. Like, Oh, we need to be compassionate to Hispanics. Oh, we need to be compassionate to African-Americans. Oh, we need to be compassionate to the LGBT community. And like, yeah, we do need to, God, Christ calls us to love everybody. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we do need to be compassionate, but just because someone is trying to sell compassion doesn't necessarily mean it is, you know, that too. And, yeah. And I think we're, we're buying into that. And there's like this relativism of being like, Oh, it's, it's not relativism. It's more, um, they're, they're not seeing the, the reason why X, Y, and Z is being done or why X, Y, and Z is being said. Yeah. So like with, exactly. with, the, with the immigration, um, it's like, yeah, we do. We obviously want to respect the lives of Hispanics who are immigrating from different countries, right? But, or we do want to respect the lives of African Americans, regardless of their social class. Or we do want to respect gay people or LGBT people, people who experience same-sex attraction, right? But that doesn't mean 
but just because someone says, oh, I respect them, doesn't mean that their policies actually respect the dignity of that person. Because, you know, um, I mean, we said this earlier, like some of the policies, I guess you could say, even though they say that they're compassionate and they're going to help them, don't actually help them and isn't actually compassionate and doesn't actually respect the value of that person. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, and the policies too, like, and I think more importantly, um, especially as Catholics, like the, a lot of policies do not consider the, um, the morality of, of the situations and they do not consider um, mm-hmm. the the actual common good of the person which you know as catholics we know that like especially especially when like for example when, when john paul ii in love and responsibility and in theology of the body speaks of this common good that um true authentic self-sacrificing love that agape love really mm-hmm. provides um, and seeks like that common good is Jesus Christ. That common good is union with Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, and really like the betterment like for the salvation of the other person. And these policies don't mm-hmm. consider it. These policies see these subjective truths as kind of the greater goods. And that is not true at all. They're not, yeah, they're, they're, they're objectively wrong. Um, and I think as Catholics, like, we have that ability to see that because, like, our faith, yeah, our faith, because it was founded by Jesus Christ, who is God himself, the author of one, mm-hmm. the creator of this world, like, it, it speaks to the truths of humanity. Our, that's what our faith does. And yeah, like mm, yep. understand that the better we're able to see the cheap alternatives that are being sold in our world in every mm-hmm. form. Mm-hmm. So. No, exactly. Christ uh, came to not to destroy our humanity, but to restore our humanity. Exactly. And so, yeah, I guess that's a good thing to keep in mind with all of this, with the politics stuff and with the relativism stuff and with like, you know, why do we believe what we believe? Um, yeah. Yeah. The relativism just seeks to destroy that. Mm-hmm. It's, um, uh, it's quite divisive. <laughs> it is divisive. And to, to just be frank about it, it's an evil thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it doesn't is, come from God. So therefore it has to be an evil. Yeah, it, no, 100%, because if, like, first of all, it doesn't come from God, and we can see that because, it, you know, it can say my path, it lets, you, it lets you say, it's not an actual, like, the way it's being used today in society, it isn't really an actual, like, philosophy or way of life type of thing, oh, philosophy, yeah. but it's just a tool people use to justify their behavior, and first of all, why do they feel like they need to justify this behavior? There's some concupiscence going on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like they already know their conscience is already telling them, like, oh, this is bad, or they feel like the desire for something's bad, but they need to justify it. So when they use, they use relativism, like, oh, it's okay. Like I said before, there's the consent, or oh, you know, she doesn't know her society, in her society, this is normal for her, but that doesn't make it good. Or because of her X, Y, and Z reasons, therefore this abortion's okay, you know? Yeah. And 
And yeah, so it, it blinds us, it blinds us to the truth. It's like, it literally is, it's like, it's like a straight up, like straight up wall. So it's like we put there to let us keep acting out and justify our passions and our sinful passions, our sinful intents, stuff like that. To make us feel better, I guess you could say, who knows? <laughs> um, so that's something, I don't know, let's think of like, to close off a little bit, what are some ways, practical ways, I guess, that this is a heavy question, even for me, I'm like, oh, frick, how do I answer this? But anyway, yeah, so what are some practical ways that like Catholics can, uh, I guess, yeah, sure, combat relativism in today's society? Ooh, well, I think, uh, yeah, the biggest thing is, like we said in the uh, the first episode of the series, is to uh, come to know what, what our faith teaches. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be in the most profound way. I think that even knowing what the church teaches, well, I think the biggest thing first and foremost is to come to, come to know not only in your mind, but in your heart that everything Mm -hmm. the church, the church teaches is good and true. Mm -hmm. And our, yeah, like our job, our job as Catholics is to rectify our own inclinations with the teachings of the church. So like, for mm-hmm. example, like, because I mean, it's true. Like the, the teachings of the church, like Christ, Christ's teachings were, were hard. Mm-hmm. They even were, for, yeah, even for, you know, the Jews and the Gentiles of his time, like mm-hmm. they were not easy teachings and a lot of people left Mm-hmm. because they didn't agree with what he was teaching, but it doesn't make it any less true. Mm-hmm. And, and so our job as Catholics is to first and foremost, understand the authority and the primacy of the Catholic church and Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And, wh- and why it exists too. Why it exists, why we hold. I mean, it, you, you can't believe in Jesus and hold him in objective truth without holding his church as objective truth because mm-hmm. he established our church. Mm-hmm. So the two have to go hand in hand and therefore it's up to us as individuals. Like whenever we come across a, a teaching that is hard um, mm-hmm. and I know that there are a lot of people who, who struggle with these things, um, you know, especially with, the church's teachings on abortion and contraception and, and homosexuality and those tend to be especially yeah. in society the ones that people struggle with the most it is up to us to come to understand why the church teaches that and to accept it and to love it um, because the church really looks out for everyone's salvation the church is there for the mutual good of every single person Mm-hmm. And it's our world, it's our society that is selling the lie and is trying to tear down the dignity of the person. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the big thing, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then I think from there, really, it's uh, yeah, really to. I think takes a lot of things in prayer. Um, 
especially. Yeah, I was going to say. Personal yep. issues, you know, not, not just necessarily things that are kind of just out there in the news or whatever, but like, especially when you experience something with someone else um, where someone feels rejected or, or someone, uh, yeah, like when someone feels rejected either by what the church teaches or just by your association with the Catholic church and what mm-hmm. the church believes, like mm-hmm. um, to not only know what the church teaches, because sometimes I feel like when we interact with people, a lot of times because, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, people we run into who, who aren't Catholic, who aren't even Christian, uh, but we're friends with, you know, um, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like a lot of times, like, they don't understand with reason what the church teaches. And and they kind of, I think it's a very common theme that we see is, like, people people rely on their emotions. They're led by their emotions. Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah. and so it really comes down to, like, having compassion for the other person. Like, like compassion isn't yeah, no. understanding and understanding what true compassion is like compassion is understanding the hardship of the other, but, Mm -hmm. but encouraging them to, uh, to go after what is true and good and beautiful. That's true. Mm -hmm. Charity. I mean, that's true charity right there. Like charity isn't comforting someone and then letting them do what they want letting them do what they want and yeah. and reaffirming them in that um, yeah no whether it reminds me of um, yeah it reminds me of um i think it's the spiritual work of mercy instruct the ignorant yeah and it's you know that sounds really like i don't know pre-vatican II terminology with instruct the ignorant like, what people don't like, like, does it look like people don't like the word ignorant because they associate yeah. it with stupid or like dumb. being stupid or dumb yeah. you know because like when i say that like not people ignorant, ignorant just means you don't know something yeah no exactly so like i don't know when i say that i feel like the image is like you know just you being someone over the head with a dcc or whatever but that's not the case at all it's just we have to remember instruct the ignorant is just you bring the fruit of the truth to the people who don't have it, which is all of us to an extent, you know, in some in something or another, and um, and that and so what does that look like? It's like the work of mercy, and so that requires you know it requires humility, it requires a lot of patience, it requires love of the other person, like you said, compassion, and so yeah, I think we need to rediscover that call, that work of mercy of instructing the ignorant, or you know, bringing the fruit of the good truth to the world and our friends and ourselves, whether they're Catholic or not. Yeah. So yeah, this was our first. Uh, do you have anything else to, to to add before we close it up? Oh, I think it's a uh, it's everything I wanted to say. Boom! Let's get this bread. <laughs> yeah, so this is our first uh, over the phone. I guess yeah, literally over the phone. I'm, we're recording this yeah. on our phones. I'm not even on the computer yet. Uh, <laughs> um, hopefully there'll be more. I know there probably won't be for a while because at least with me and you together in the same on the same podcast because you're going to do training right Next, yep. is it six weeks yeah the i've got one more week before we start fall training and then we got six weeks of training and nice yeah 
So there's that. I'll be doing grad school, so I'll I'll we'll still keep this going, at least the Instagram and you know the occasional podcast, but it won't be. I don't know, not as much as we had it before. I don't know. It's pretty. It'll probably be the same in terms of uploads. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, yeah. So what I want to do is I want to interview one of my friends about a fun topic and look forward to that. We'll probably do something at some point, Nick. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. So look forward to that. And I'll come in, coming in the fall, coming in sweater weather, fall, sweater sweater weather fall. But it doesn't feel like that right now. No. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, like, subscribe, share. I want to put some stuff on YouTube. Let us know if we should put memes on the Instagram if you like memes. Oh yeah, no idea. If you like memes, I can find loads of memes to put. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so thanks for listening, and I think that's it, right? Yeah. Adios, kids. Adios, kids.